Ramona Shelver, David Dennis Jr., Israel Gutierrez, Kevin Clark. No costumes today, guys? What's up? The Raiders fire Josh McDaniels, bench Jimmy Garoppolo. What it means for Vegas. Texas, could tonight be the night they've been waiting a franchise for after last night's stunning win in game four. And the first college football ranking and whether the allegations of sign stealing should affect Michigan's placement. The photo of Central Michigan leading to a new investigation. And now we've got investigations on investigations, people. It's an investigation centipede. Let's go around the horn. <laughs> Uh, that's a bad costume right there. Nothing suspicious about that at all. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. News of the day in the NFL. Big changes coming to the Las Vegas Raiders. The team firing coach Josh McDaniels today. Firing GM Dave Ziegler today. Cleaning house Mr. Belvedere style. And Sunday, they'll be starting Aiden O'Connell at quarterback. They're benching Jimmy Garoppolo. The midpoint of the season, Vegas is three and five. My question, did this need to happen? And where do the Raiders go from here? Around the horn to Kevin Clark. Absolutely, it had to happen. Every personnel decision he made was the wrong one. He's the first coach in history to not make it two full seasons in two different spots. Mm. Over his head coaching career, he did not average 20 points a game offensively. At what point was he going to turn this around? He is one of the worst hires in modern football history, and he should never be spoken of again for a good job in any form. Okay, tell us oh. how you really feel. Whoa. I think that would be a mute button of a different kind. Israel Gutierrez on this move right now and where it leaves the Raiders. I'm still a little shocked at the Mr. Belvedere reference in 2023, but yes, the look, hits, I think this had to Play happen as well. <laughs> I believe, you know, you look at the team that he took on going in, it was a playoff team. And yeah, they were in shambles a little bit after John Gruden, but they were a playoff team. And sometimes you just know when you see it. After a year and a half of this, especially sort of relying on a Jimmy Garoppolo signing and putting, giving him some money, just thinking, oh, he was Tom Brady's backup. I did a good job coaching Tom Brady. Hey, let me go ahead and see if I can work with Jimmy Garoppolo. You just know it. When you see it, your big free agent or your big acquisition in Devontae Adams, super frustrated. And yeah, you have to tear this down because where are the strong pieces? Where are the cornerstones where you're saying, okay, we've got a good franchise here. We've just got to fix maybe the play calling or do this. No, you've, you've got to tear it all down. And I don't know if I can say anything worse about McDaniels than Kevin did, but I think at this point you're going to look <laughs> and say, yeah, maybe we overestimated him by his connection with Bill Belichick somehow. Mm -hmm. Okay. So... Cleaning house like Tony Maselli. And who's the boss? David Dennis Jr. Is this there the right move for the Raiders? It's the right move, but it's a move that, you know, they shouldn't have had to make because they shouldn't have been making these decisions in the first place. They're now about to have their eighth coach since 2011. That's a new coach every year and a half right. for that franchise. And as soon as they hired Josh McDaniels, after having made the playoffs, everybody knew that this was a bad decision. He was 11-17 and 17 as a coach that blew up that Denver Broncos franchise and bolted on that Colts franchise before he even got a chance to start when they hired him. Now he's 20-33 and 33 and they had a, a team that was 31st in offense, 32nd in scoring, 30th in rushing. This is supposed to be the offensive guru and his only solution he had was hire a bunch of uh, Patriots players, including a quarterback who did not pass the physical at the beginning of this 
season. This was a dumpster fire of Josh McDaniels and that Razor Raider franchise making, and they have only themselves to blame. And I have no clue where they can go to make this better. Mm-hmm. Tell us how you really feel. Okay. Ramona, the Raiders are your account. Please, it's all yours. Do you know what you guys have just done, you three? You've done what Al Davis would have done. Al Davis, who once got out a projector and had a press conference in which he went slide <laughs> by slide and enumerated all of the reasons that he fired Lane Kiffin for cause, okay? As a, as a Raider fan, I am very disappointed that all we got was this very polite tweet at 10 o'clock Pacific time saying, we have decided to move on. I wanna hear fired, angered, and the da Al Davis name. Like, where's Rich Basaccia? Right? Like, we need some, where's, he's a special teams coach in Green Bay. Get him back. Yeah. Like, this well, is the last one to go to the playoffs. Time. Exactly. Yeah. Well, let me, you brought this Bisaccia. up. Let me, let me ask you this, because there's a, <laughs> in baseball, the Yankees are going through this with a second generation of Steinbrenner, where the fire yeah. burns differently, and the success is not coming. Ramona, this franchise specifically, where do they go from here? I mean, look, they have just got to decide what they're about again. I mean, I, Devontae Adams is one of the great wide receivers in this league. They d gave him a, a industry-changing contract and have done nothing with him. I would love to have got, had a live cam on him when he saw that tweet last night announcing the firing. I mean, you got you to decide what you're about again. With Al Davis, I knew what the Raiders were about. They were about Al Davis, okay? But the commitment to excellence. The commitment to excellence. And right now it's a commitment to something else. commitment to excellence. Else. I don't know what they're about anymore. Maybe he just got spoiled by the aces, though. You know, he clearly, clearly he knows how to win championships and thinks it's that easy. That's the, that's the top office. I want to talk about on the field here in the quarterback position because Jimmy Garoppolo, who they just signed, and as you said, David, was failing physicals and they still committed to him, is now benched. And they're bringing in Aiden O'Connell, a rookie. And just look at this. These are the starting quarterbacks in the NFL this week. Week nine of our Lord. Look at this list. The number of rookies and backups and first-time starters and re-re-tread starters. Look at this list and tell me it's going to be okay, Kevin Clark. I can't tell you it's going to be okay. This is the quarterback apocalypse, Tony. Uh, this is partly bad luck. When you think about some of the injuries, Kirk Cousins should still be playing, all of that stuff. But part of it's a league that just doesn't care about developing backup quarterbacks, and it shows midway through the mm. season. What do you mean the by that? The rules changed a decade ago. They don't give these guys reps. Um, I mean, it, it's just a, it's a little bit different with just how these young quarterbacks come up now. The league is kind of mailing it in as far as quarterback development goes, and the second line of defense is this, and it's unwatchable, buddy. What do you mean by, by the way they develop quarterbacks? That there's so much money put out towards the starting quarterback that the rest of the roster and, in fact, backup quarterbacks suffer for that? Yeah, I mean, in, in training camp, it's really hard to give a $3 million guy a bunch of reps when there's somebody making $40, $50 million a year. That's just sort of how this works. That's how modern football and, and practice is set up, and, and it just, it's unfair to these younger guys, but there's just no pipeline anymore, and that just it rears its head in a week like this. I was listening to your show this week with Josh Allen. Gr great job with Josh Allen. Great episode. The idea that that is one of the top-level quarterbacks in the league, and he's feeling his position is different now. Uh, how defenses come at those quarterbacks, is that also an evolution in the game? 
Absolutely. Teams took away the deep pass. And so now quarterbacks, even Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, they have to take the easy throw. So imagine if you're Aiden O'Connell and you say, oh my God, Mahomes can't even do this. What am I going to do? And so this is the adjustment everybody's going through right now. And this is why it's a quarterback apocalypse. Mm. That list of starting quarterbacks, unlike any other list we've seen going into a week in the NFL in some time. We'll move on now. Now to the story of the day. Could tonight be the night for the Texas Rangers? Last night, it was kind of shocking how they stormed out of the gate to take Arizona down. Five runs in the second inning with two outs. Five runs in the third inning with two outs. What is that? As banged up as they were, losing Garcia that day. What is that? And 10-0 on the road this postseason. What is that? Diamondback side of this, they were able to score late in the game. Maybe there's something to carry over as they try to save their season. But for the Rangers, David... A team you have doubted all the way as we get to the World Series Game 5. Could tonight be the night? Yeah, far, far be it for me to tell Rangers fans to be confident on the cusp of winning a World Series, but they should be confident on the cusp of winning a World Series. And it's because these bats have shown up in spite of all the odds. They lose Garcia, Seager becomes Garcia, and Simeon becomes Seager somehow with five RBIs as a leadoff hitter. The first time that that's happened ever, dating back to 1920 when they started uh, recording these things. Five um, runs in consecutive innings in the World Series. That hasn't happened in five innings, in five innings, uh, in two innings at all in the course of a World Series game. They have destroyed this Diamondbacks bullpen, which came into this World Series with a 2.94 ERA after, you know, they struggled in the regular season, but they were dominant in October. This Rangers team has figured them out. I, I don't see how it can be stopped. So there it is. It took till game five of the World series you finally believe in the Texas Rangers Israel Gutierrez what are we seeing from a team that to be 10 and 0 in a postseason to come back from the injuries they had just the night before yeah, I think at the beginning of this game, to answer your question before, how could they get off to such a good start? It might have had a little bit to do with the Dallas Garcia talking to them and giving them a little bit of a motivational speech before the game. But I'll give you three reasons just in the lineup alone. You've got Josh Jung, the playoff novice, right? Uh, hit, hitting almost 50 points better in the postseason than he did in the regular season and, you know, upping his OPS. You've got... Uh, Evan Carter, excuse me, Evan Carter, the rookie who got called up in September and just basically hit the ground running is doing the exact same thing throughout the postseason. And then you've got Corey Seager who puts up MVP numbers in the regular season, raises his OPS in the postseason. You've got guys performing better throughout the games that are most important and they just have such depth in that lineup because of this. So yeah, that's how they're going to do it. And yeah, I think they will do it today, sort of complete the undefeated uh, postseason run in the on the road and just make that sort of their legacy instead of going to a game six or seven. And winning it Kevin all. Clark. I keep hearing Team of Destiny. This is a team of Corey Seager. You mentioned the depth, Izzy. They had zero RBIs yesterday from hitters 3, 4, mm -hmm. 5, 6. Yeah. And yet they scored 11 runs. That has never happened in postseason history. Wow. Uh, I would say maybe the D-backs have some sort of case to be made if they can get to Game 7, maybe a bullpen game, but it won't matter. Avaldi ends this. He's one of the most clutch pitchers in modern postseason history. This is over. So that's it. Watch yourself, Kevin. This is still your rookie season. You're wielding the <laughs> Bill Plasky-like over button. You don't go full No one Plasky. ever wants to go full Bill Plasky. Ramona Shelburne, <laughs> please, on, on tonight, Texas is one game away. They've been one strike away before. Could tonight they be have, the night? 
I mean, this is Zach Gallon at home for a team that really has nothing to lose here. Arizona, they won yeah. 84 games, and they're in the World Series. They've kind of blown two of these World Series games. One was a bullpen that let it get away. The other was a Christian Walker base running error. So this has been a lot, even though that yesterday was 11 runs and they were down and it was it felt like a, not a close game, this has actually been a closer World Series that I think people give the Diamondbacks credit for. I, I don't write them off at all. Mm, okay. All right. So there's a little bit of hope for Arizona. Shelburne 17, Dennis Jr. 13, Gutierrez 10, Clark 29, taking a break here. Buy or sell on the other side. Hey, Kevin, Josh McDaniels, a guest on your show this week? <laughs> He's available. Not after what you said. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Around the Horn is presented by Crown Royal. Live generously and life will treat you royally. Please drink responsibly. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guarantee Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Welcome back to Around the Horn, brought to you by Chase. Coming to you from the Seaport District at Pier 17. First edition of the college football playoff rankings, Ohio State number one, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State in playoff position, then Washington and Oregon in the first two spots outside. Israel Gutierrez, what's buy, what's sell in these first rankings? There's not too much to nitpick about. I mean, you could argue that maybe Florida State could be a little bit higher. You could say maybe Michigan's getting a little overrated because of strength of schedule, but that's going to catch up pretty soon. I think what I love about this is there are five undefeated teams, and of those five, Ohio State and Michigan are going to play each other. So the dream of four undefeated uh, semifinalists still lives, and that's what I think might happen this Kevin year. Kevin Clark? I'm still on the whole thing. It's a TV product until further notice. Tennessee was number one last year at this time. A lot of good that did them. Uh, top 15 teams are 83 and two when a 10 point favorite this year. There have been virtually no upsets. The season hasn't started yet. Uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm waiting for more. Taking a flamethrower to every topic of the show tonight. Yeah. Ramona Shelburne. Look, of the top 12 teams, 11 of the top 12 in this ranking are going to be in the Big Ten or the SEC next year when we go to a 12-team yeah. playoff. So consolidation, two super conferences, already pretty much here. And David Dennis Jr., your takeaway? 
Yeah, I'm selling any outrage over this, in, uh, in spite of the fact, Kevin Clark, I seem to I tend to like uh, TV products uh, here and there every <laughs> once in a while, so it's not a bad thing. <laughs> uh, but I, I think overall, the, the rankings will be, uh, they'll work themselves out. There's a little bit of gripe that my Atlanta folks have with Georgia, but they haven't played a top 25 team, and their schedule's been pretty weak so far, so it'll work itself out. Looking at your score right now, David, tell me how you feel about TV products in about three minutes. Uh, during the oh. show last night, by the way, let's talk about this. Boo Corrigan, who was perfectly named to be doing this on Halloween. He's like, this is my busy season. This is my Super Bowl. Boo Corrigan. He had to address Michigan's alleged sign stealing when asked by Reese Davis. Corrigan said it doesn't affect the rankings for Michigan. It's an NCAA issue, not a CFP issue. So we've talked about the allegations for weeks now. Some said it was a big deal. Some said, where's the beef? Well, here's some new beef. This video now, what appears to be Michigan assistant Connor Stallions, somehow, someway, on the sidelines of another team, it appears that way, wearing Central Michigan gear, it appears that way, a bench credential and sunglasses at night, it appears that way. Woo! Central Michigan coach Jim McElwain says they have no idea how this happened. There's an investigation there now. David, does this put things into a whole nother category for you? Yeah, this this puts things to another level. Previously, when you thought they were getting tickets on StubHub and just sitting in the stands, that's one thing. Mm -hmm. But you do this whole Scooby-Doo sideline thing in disguise <laughs> where you're pretending to be a staff member at some other or team to spy on somebody. That's just Bush League, and it's also puts the coach of CMU in a bad position because he worked with Harbaugh before. Now you're wondering, uh, you know, if he had something to do with this. We well, has to do a press conference to defend himself. It just seems like all bad business, and it does escalate things to a different Is level. Gutierrez? Yeah, I did not think I'd be talking stallions on two shows in a row. But this one, you know, you talk about an NCAA issue, a CFP issue. This, to me, is an LOL issue. I mean, you look at those videos and the hiding and the, it's just, it's, it's a low, low sort of rent uh, cheating, if you will. Like, you're going to the other sideline and doing it in the most obvious way. I find it, you know, I find it to be embarrassing for them, but I also feel like it's not going to affect this season anymore. If anything, you got to have a coach that says, hey, is everybody on our staff on the sideline? There's no extra people? Okay, we're good. And then you just move on Kevin from there. Clark, but the idea. It is something that they should definitely get in trouble for. An opposing team's assistant coach is on the sidelines of a team wearing a pest credential and a hat and everything. Go ahead. Yeah, they hired Coach Dwight Schrute. That's what this is. And, and we're going to see now a, a new level of seriousness. If Michigan is the team that they've said they've been for the past few decades, they should start the process of maybe looking for a new coach, if this is what it appears to be. If they're comfortable just saying this is not a big deal and being like every other college football program in the country, like my beloved Miami Hurricanes, we can get over a scandal, um, that's fine. But they just can't have the moral high ground anymore after this. This is a new level, a whole new ball game. This is a wild and Ramona Shelburne. I gotta be honest, my take this entire scandal has been they're scouting. I mean, I sit next to NBA scouts at every game. They have a clipboard, they write down the play calls. Well, you understand, there the is, charts. of course, scouting. There is game film sent to every team the week before, and you get to literally see the plays on the field. But you have to admit that. Okay. And I've, I've thought this was I do no beef for a while. Right? You have to admit this is different. Okay, but Israel and I do sideline reporting. Do you know what you do? You go run over to the huddle 
and you kind of like listen in, like you're just you're like a, a reporter. Kind of, like, of course, stuff. you can you do that. You don't get anything out of it. There's not much there. I mean, you hear the guy. Okay, guys, get back on defense. No, you can say like, get different play calls, change your play signals. You can say that, but the idea you're allegedly could be impersonating being an assistant on a different team to get on the sidelines? That's beyond the pale. But let me ask you I this. Mean, they're not going to stop him you once in the, the locker CFP room? Do you think the rankings should reflect the cloud of this scandal, David? No, I don't I don't think the, uh, the CFP rankings should reflect this. This is the NCAA situation, so it's a two sort of entities here. But to Ramona's point, we can quibble, and, and Izzy's point a little bit, we can quibble about the legality of this, but anytime you put on a fake mustache and shades, you are doing something <laughs> wrong. And so that needs to be <laughs> I didn't see what the mustache is. <laughs> the last word after the horde. Yeah, there are coaches everywhere trying to take advantage of the rules, trying to find loopholes, and they probably have cheated a little bit. Even they are looking at this and saying, come on, guys, you're making all of us look bad this way, and therefore, they should be all right. Our two sideline reporters can go listen into the huddle for PTI right now. We're going to do a Visine situation. We're going to get the red out. David Dennis Jr., Kevin Clark. Showdown next. TV products are great, Tony. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Around the Horn is presented by Crown Royal. Live generously and life will treat you royally. Please drink responsibly. David Dennis Jr., Kevin Clark, good luck in showdown. Spurs 115, Suns 114. San Antonio came back from 20 down. The last minute was wild. Victor Weminyama put back dunk. Keldon Johnson, a steal of Durant and the go-ahead bucket. And then Durant had a look here for what would have been the game winner. Couldn't get it to drop. The new look San Antonio's first two and two. You have a takeaway from this game, David? Yeah, I'm going to hold off on the Suns and the way that they're playing considering the injuries that they have. But I'm really impressed with Wimby, who kept his composure after his first head-to-head battle with his idol, which is considering this is me and Kevin Clark's first showdown and something I think he can relate to right now as well. <laughs> Go ahead, Casey. 
Wemby is the most efficient player in basketball in the fourth quarter. He's ahead of schedule somehow. Um, this is not about the Suns. They were shorthanded. But if it's a miracle and it goes viral that Kevin Durant can shoot over him, that's a good sign. Wemby's here, guys. I didn't see that stat. He's the most efficient player in the fourth quarter in the entire NBA through four games. We'll split the point then. We'll move on. Showdown two, fill in the blank here. James Harden's entrance into the Clippers locker room after his trade. You're taking a look at it. His entrance was what, Casey? Uh, awkward. You need free phones, by the way, to request all of those trades. Um, this was like seeing a high school friend at college, and you got to say, oh, I got to see this person. I got to shout this person out. I don't really want to say hi, but I know um, that's what that was. High school friend at college. David Dennis Jr.? Yeah, shout out to the three phones. I think you get one phone for every team that you join uh, in the course of eight months. So he's just holding on to those. Who doesn't take a paperclip with them when they get a new job? Uh, I like the three trade demand, three phone line better. And that means Kevin Clark's getting the 30 seconds of face time. It's been 31 weeks since Evan Gerskovich, the Wall Street Journal reporter, was detained in Russia for nothing more than doing journalism. Last week, it would have been Evan's 32nd birthday. Um, this is a cause near and dear to my heart. My wife is a, is a colleague of Evan's at the Wall Street Journal. I'm a former Wall Street Journal reporter. Bring Evan home. Keep his name in the headlines. Keep up the pressure. We love you, Evan. Thank you for that, Kevin Clark. Thank you for today. 23 and a half hour break. We'll see you guys tomorrow around the horn.